Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. Faithful Indian companion Toto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big fellow. A curious and expectant crowd had gathered at the small new depot in Silverton. The gleaming tracks leading off eastward and disappearing around the curve a short distance away caught and held the attention of all as they waited and watched for the first sight of the train. Suddenly, as the distant sound of a whistle was heard, they waved their hats and cheered loudly. Hey, coming at last. Yep, the first to make the run from Lipton. <laughs> Look at that engine. What a sight. Yeah. That crowd's sure excited, Jim. I reckon this will mean a lot to Silverton. That's right, Luke. It'll mean a lot in more ways than one. You sure don't sound like it's making you happy. Why should it? Oh, you mean you're afraid the railroad's going to affect your freight and stagecoach line? Yeah, that's it, Luke. Yeah, but I don't savvy, Jim. Yesterday you told me. can't talk here. Let me get back to my office. I'll tell you all about it. Uh, let's go. I've seen enough. Mm-hmm. 
A short time later, the two men, Luke and Jim, sat in the office of the James Melvin Freight and Stage Company. As Jim Melvin eased into the chair behind his desk, Luke looked at him searchingly. Uh, what's this all about, Jim? At the employees' meeting you had yesterday, you told us the new railroad wouldn't affect business much. That's right, it did. We don't make any money on the stage run anyway, but my freight line made plenty, and I figured it still would. Well... The reason I figured that way was because old man Mason of the Mason Mining Company told me not to worry. He said his company would continue to have us haul ore and supplies between the mine and Lipton like always. Well, then why are you worrying? Well, because Mason came in last night and told me he was thinking about closing a deal with the railroad. What made him change his mind? Well, at first he thought the rates would be too high on the railroad. That he might not be able to depend on it. The other day, the railroad sent a fellow to talk to him again. Oh, they've sent men to talk to Mason before. Sure, but this time they said they'd reduce the rates if he'd sign a contract. And they convinced him the railroad would make better time than my wagons. Oh, so that's it, huh? Then all you'd get would be the hauling from the mine to here. And the railroad would take the ore from here to lift it. Nope. We wouldn't even get that, Luke. The railroad's going to run a spur from here to the mine. Oh, now maybe that's just talk. No, it isn't. They're to have a work training gang here tomorrow to lay the tracks to the mine. Yeah, if the mining company gives them their haul, another business will follow. Isn't there any way to keep Mason from using the railroad? Not unless there was some way to show them the railroad wasn't dependable. Now, look, Jim, we can't just sit around and let them ruin business. we got to do something about sure, it. Sure, but what, for instance? When does Mason change over to the railroad? Did he tell you? Starting Saturday, when the railroad sets up a regular schedule between here and Lipton. Uh-huh. And this is Tuesday. Yeah. Let me think things over, Jim. Maybe there is some way to show Mason the railroad isn't better. And if there is, I'm going to find it. It was late Friday afternoon when the Lone Ranger and Toto rode along the old trail from Lipton to Silverton. They were about half the distance of the 30 miles between the two towns when they heard the distant whistle of a train. They reined to a halt. The train from Lipton is coming through the canyon over there, Toto. We'll see it pass in a few minutes. Ah. It looked like other iron horse stopped on track and way a train. That's not good. That's the work train from Silverton. Waiting on a siding until the regular train passes. Oh. What happened if work train not get to siding in time? The passenger train would wait at the siding. The work train goes through every afternoon, returns to Silverton by morning with railroad supplies. The two trains meet like that at the siding each morning. You savvy now. There it goes. The railroad is a wonderful thing for the West, Hunter. Someday it may be possible to go from coast to coast in a couple of weeks. Well, that not seem possible, but maybe it happened. I feel sure... Wait a minute. What you look at? Over there, see? Oh. Yeah, look like two men on horses beyond the work train. The work train is leaving. As soon as it passes, I'll get a look at those horsemen through my binoculars. Now I see them clearly. And what them look like? One's heavy set with iron gray hair. The other's a large man with a black mustache. He's pointing up the tracks toward the canyon. Here, take a look. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ah, uh, me see him clear now. And me know him if we meet him. They may be railroad men. Uh, them leave now. 
right to Silverton. We'd better be getting on, too, if we want to reach Silverton before sundown. Come on, Silverton. Get him up, Scout. The Lone Ranger and Tonto found a campsite near the trail just outside of town. While the masked man prepared the camp, Tonto rode on into town for supplies. The sun was setting when he returned with news of interest. Oh, Scout. Oh, fella. Easy, Scout. Easy, fella. It didn't take you long, Tonto. Well, town not far. That Kimasabi. Yes? Me find out about two men we see watch trains at Sidon. Oh, what did you find out? Well, heavy set man with gray hair, him Jim Melvin. Him own freight and stage company. I see. Other fellow worked for Melvin. Him named Luke Jenkins. Well, how did you find out? Well, me see him at Hitch Rack near store. And me ask storekeeper. Him talk plenty. Say railroad maybe take business from freight line. Hmm. I wonder what Melvin and his man were doing out there near the siding this afternoon. Melvin not like railroad coming to Silverton. I understand that. He's bound to lose a lot of business between Lipton and Silverton. I'd, uh, I'd like to know more about Jim Melvin. After dark, I'll put on a disguise and we'll ride into town. That evening, Jim Melvin was alone in his office when the Lone Ranger, disguised as a rancher, entered. Good evening. Well, good evening, stranger. Do something for you? I, uh... Came to get some information about your freight line, Mr. Melvin. Oh, sit down, sit down. Thank you. I suppose you got some hauling to do, eh? I might have. I'd like to get your rates to compare with those offered by the railroad. Yeah. Now the train's coming to town from Lipton, That's I... That's uh... it, railroad. Yeah. Let me tell you something, mister. Nothing's going to take the place of horsepower. When I take a job, you can be sure your stuff is going through. Wouldn't shipping by railroad be quicker and cheaper? Well, I admit I can't match their rates. Oh, then the railroad is cheaper. It, it wouldn't be quicker or cheaper if your shipment didn't get there. You fellas that have stuff to be hauled are going to find out you can't depend on the railroad. Just wait and see. My wagon trains always get through. They're well guarded, dependable. You stand to lose a lot of business, don't you? Well, what if I do? It'll all come back just as soon as folks find out the railroad can't do the job like we can. Now, if you tell me what you want us to haul for you... Yeah, After can... thinking it over, Mr. Melvin, I decided to try the railroad for any hauling I might want done. <clears throat> All right, go ahead, then. Give your business to the railroad. But don't say I didn't tell you, mister. Our freight lines proved it can get stuff through safe and on time. But the railroad hasn't proved itself yet. I'll still take a chance on the railroad. Sure. But if you decided to come back to me, you'll find the rates are going up. Don't forget that, either. Hey, Jim, I brought you echo. Shut up, Luke. We didn't notice you had company, Jim. I I was just leaving. Good night, Mr. Melvin. Hey, who's that on there? Yeah, who do you think it was? Another fool who's decided to use a railroad. Yeah, he'll be back. Luke told me about the plans you made. When we get through with that railroad, they won't ever get any hauling business again. That's right, they won't. Uh, You going along with Jack and me tomorrow, Jim? No, you two can handle the job. And make sure you do it upright. Why don't you come along? Well, my sister Jessica, the only living relative I have, is coming over on the stage from Lipton tomorrow. I've got to be here to meet her. It's uh, better anyway for me to be around town when folks get the news of what's happened. Yeah, I guess that's right, Jim. Well, after tomorrow, we won't have to worry. The Melvin Freight and Stage Company will have all the business it can handle. 
Meantime, the Lone Ranger walked to the edge of town where Tonto waited in the shadows with the horses. That you, Kimasabi? Yes, I just came from Melvin's office. Well, what did you find out? He's very bitter about the railroad. Oh. Just before I left, two of his men came in. One of them started to say something about a plan, but Melvin shut him up. Almost too quickly, it seemed to me. You think them have plan against railroad? One accident on the railroad wouldn't stop others from shipping by train, Toto. But Melvin is angry enough to do anything. Well, that's not good. The railroad is important to the entire West. If Melvin plans a series of happenings, the progress of the railroad would be impeded. And the results might be far-reaching. Oh, that's right. While I'm still wearing this disguise, we'll check in town for further information. Well, we'll leave the horses here. Come on. Nothing more was learned that night. But the next morning, Toto, who had gone to town again at dawn, returned with a report. Oh, scout, oh, fella. Easy, scout. Easy, fella. Well, Toto, what did you learn? Well, me wait and watch. While go, me see Luke Jenkins ride from town with short, stocky fella. That must have been the one they called Jack. Oh, which way did they go? Well, me trail him and ride to west. Mm, that's in the opposite direction to Lipton. The railroad hasn't gone that far yet. That's right. When me sure them right, right trail along railroad, me turn back, come to camp with news. They can't do any harm to the railroad in that territory. We'll ride back to town and keep our eyes open. Melvin may send others along the railroad trail. It was around noon in town, just after the work train, consisting of the engine, the fueling car, and two empty flat cars, left the depot. One of Jim Melvin's men entered the freight company's office. Ben, what do you want for it? The man down at the depot asked me to bring this to you, boss. The telegram for me? Uh-huh. Came over the wires all the way from Lipton. I was there when it was taken out. Uh, give it to me. Uh, here it is, just like you gave it to me. Yeah, it must be for my sister. I guess she's not taking the stage today. Let's see. Decided to try the new, new railroad train this afternoon. Meet me at the depot, Jessica. Great guns. What's the matter, boss? Don't you like it? We gotta keep that work train from leaving town. The work train's already gone. I watched it pull out. Something wrong, Yeah, boss? plenty. Stay here to the office. I'm leaving. If I don't get to that shed before that work train leaves, my sister's gonna be in a big train wreck. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
Now to continue. The Lone Ranger had saddled Silver in preparation for the trip to town with Toto. Suddenly, they heard pounding hoofbeats approaching from the direction of town on the trail above them. Some right up trail in big hurry, Kimasabi. Most people use the new trail along the railroad when riding to Lipton. This old trail, shorter. I know. Whoever that is, he won't see our camp from the trail. He's passing. I wonder who that... His horse has fallen, Toto. Come on. Uh-huh. Well, the horse is all right. Oh, that fellow on ground. Him hurt. Why, it's Jim Melvin. Uh, we'll have a look at it. Uh, no, we're not outlaws. Forget the mask. You have a bad sprain here. Uh, I got to ride on it. Easy there, easy. A horse stepped into a hole. I have to get to the railroad side. I have to, do you hear? You're not able to ride. Ankle plenty bad. Why do you have to go to the siding, Melvin? You, you, you know me, huh? That, that voice. Are you Mr. Jones? That's it, you're the man who came... I came to your office in disguise. Now answer my question. Why the hurry to reach the siding? My only sister. She's coming on the afternoon train. She'll be killed. Talk sense, Melvin. Get to the point. All right, I got to tell you, I guess. Get to the siding. Stop Luke and Jack from sending the work train down the track in the path of the train. They rode the trail west. Toto saw them this morning. That was a stall. They didn't want anyone to see them ride the railroad trail. They cut back after a few miles. That was the plan. Go on. They went to the sand. Going to wait for the work train. Put bandanas over their faces and hold up the engineer and fireman. Then what? They'll start the work train, send it into the path of the oncoming afternoon train. There'll be a big wreck. So that was your plan. Yeah, yeah, get to them and stop them. My sister's on that train. I just got word. Others are on that train too, Melvin. Otto, getting back to town, take him to the sheriff. Uh, Melvin, if you want to save your sister and the others, tell the sheriff what you've told us. Have him bring some men to the siding. Here's the route. I'll tell the sheriff everything. Hurry. you got to stop them. I'll do my best. You'll have to take the consequences later, Melvin. Easy, steady, big fella. Monthly! Miles to go, the Lone Ranger gave Silver his head, and the great white stallion, sensing the urgency of the moment, responded gallantly to the ringing cry of his master. Monsilver! Master boy! Master! Later, after hiding their horses behind some big boulders nearby, Jack and Luke crouched behind some tall bushes near the siding and waited until the work train had rolled to a stop. Jack, let's get going. I'll cover your face so they won't know you next time. I'm ready. Go ahead. Engineer and fireman don't see us yet. All right, here we are. I'll get your gun ready. All right, you two, come down out of that engine. What the heck? It's a couple of owl hoots. You coming down or do you want lead? Huh? Oh, we're, we're coming down. What's the idea? We haven't got anything, and the two flat cars are empty. Shut up. Go on, Luke. I'll watch these two hombres. What are you up to, anyway? You just watch and see. Pull the lever way back and jump for it. Hey, that'll start the train. Send it into the one that's due to be coming from Lipton. <laughs> that's the idea, mister. A nice big wreck. We won't let you. I warned you. Oh, my leg. Just so your friend won't interfere. No. Oh. Now, go ahead, Luke. Hurry up. Here she goes. Jump, Luke! Jump! 
Yeah, matey. Here goes the work train. <laughs> it sure will be a big wreck when those trains meet head on. That's right. I'd like to be watching when... Hey, Jack, look. Somebody on the trail. Look behind the bushes, quick. Hey, look. A man's on red. Yeah, and he's chasing after the work train. As Luke and Jack watched from their hiding place in open-mouthed wonder, the Lone Ranger swerved the fleet-footed silver into the wake of the work train, which was gradually gathering speed. Hey, looks like that mare's down is trying to spoil our planes. Oh, forget it. He hasn't got a chance. All right, let's get away from here and head back to town. Meantime, as he raced after the work train, the Lone Ranger knew that seconds counted if he was to prevent a disaster. He urged the great horse, Silver, to further effort. Come on, Silver. Faster, big fella, faster. Slowly, seemingly inch by inch, Silver lessened the distance between them and the train. Just a little further, boy. Careful, Silver. Slowly, they gained until Silver was racing near the iron rungs of the last flat car. Then the Lone Ranger braced himself for the leap which he dared not miss. This is it, Silver. Steady, big fella. Made it. Quickly, the masked man moved along the swaying cars and over the fuel tender into the engine cab. He grasped the throttle and pulled it back, then reached for the brake lever. Have to push that lever and put on the brakes. The other train... I must stop the work train and put it into reverse. In one of the passenger cars of the train from Lipton, Jim Melvin's sister, Jessica, was enjoying her first train ride when the conductor stopped at her seat. You enjoying the ride, ma'am? Land's sakes, yes, conductor. We just seem to be flying along. Must be going mighty fast. Well, I'd say somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 miles an hour at least. Great day. I've never gone so fast before. Look, the track's going a big curve. I can see them shining in the sun way off there. That's right. And soon we'll meet the work train at the side and just beyond the canyon. Uh, you can see from this window where the tracks enter the canyon yonder. Yes, yes, that's right. I... Why, look, another train, and it's coming this way. Can't be the only thing. The work train, it didn't wait at the side. We're well, running smack into it. We can't stop in time. The engineer sees him. We'll all be killed. In the cab of the work engine, the Lone Ranger had tried frantically to move the brake lever, which had jammed because of the strong and sudden shove given it by Luke when he released it. The work train had run through the short canyon and out onto the curving track beyond before the lever responded. There, that did it. The train from Lipton, he can't stop in time. I'll try to get this train reversed and fast. For a 
few moments, it seemed that in spite of the Lone Ranger's efforts, the trains would crash before the work train could gather enough reverse speed. The masked man held his breath as the engine of the passenger train came close. Then gradually, the work train gathered speed enough to run ahead until the other train could come to a stop. They were almost back to the siding when the Lone Ranger brought the work train to a standstill. As the Lone Ranger swung down from the engine cab, the passenger train slowly approached and stopped. He was soon surrounded by a relieved but angry crowd. A masked owl hoop was running that train. We ought to string him up right now. He almost caused a wreck. Now, hold on, hold on, all of you. You forget one thing. The masked man saved us from having a wreck. I don't know why he's masked nor why he was running the work train, but I do think he ought to have a chance to explain. Go ahead and explain then, mister. I forget the mask. Others were responsible for sending that work train down the tracks. I climbed aboard and prevented the wreck, the lady says. It still don't make sense. He can't explain that man. Stand back. Wait a minute. I don't expect thanks. I do expect a chance to prove what I say. I... Here comes the sheriff and his men from town. Now you'll have your proof. You all right, Kimasabi? Yes, Toto. I see you found silver. Uh-huh. Mister, I got the facts from Melvin. It's a miracle you got that work train stopped. We picked up the two men who started that work engine down the tracks. Oh, where are they now? I sent a deputy back to town. Glad you came, Sheriff. These people were blaming me. Huh. They better start thanking you for saving their lives. Even though he did change his mind... Jim Melvin couldn't have prevented a wreck like you did, mister. Melvin's insane attempt to cross the path of progress was useless. It almost resulted in a calamity. But even that wouldn't have stopped the railroad from moving onward to the west. Now that you're here to take charge, Sheriff, we'll leave. One day, perhaps, we'll meet again. You ready, Tonto? Uh-huh. Be ready. Be ready. Be ready. Then that masked man wasn't to blame at all, was he, Sheriff? Nope. He risked his life to save all of you. If it hadn't been for him, there'd have been a big wreck. Sheriff, I'm Jessica Melvin. I've heard my brother Jim's name mentioned, but I just can't believe he'd have anything to do with trying to wreck the train. Melvin said his sister was on this train. He was in on the plot, but he changed his mind when he knew about you riding the railroad. Well, it just doesn't seem possible. Why would he do such a thing? Uh, you better talk to him when you get to town and let him give the facts, ma'am. He's mighty sorry now, but I'm afraid he'll have a long time behind bars to think about what might have happened out here. Hey, Sheriff, who was that masked man? The masked man? Yeah. Huh. You can thank your lucky stars he was around when this began to happen, Conductor. He's the Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger? What's
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Enterprises, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Franz Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. <laughs>